You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. Today is our last episode of a five series called Hiring School. Hopefully you're not sick of me talking about this stuff yet, but this one's a good one. Today's episode, we are doing a deep dive, how to create a search strategy like us professional recruiters. I'm literally going to give you the goods. I'm going to talk about what we actually do when you hire us, right? We make, we charge a lot of money. So what the hell do we even do? I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you how you can do it and teach you how you can start to do your own searching and looking for candidates. Because as we've talked about in episodes, I think episode one, well, well, not even a think, I know episode one of the series, like you've lost your leverage. So sitting back and posting your job and just waiting for the best talent to come, come apply is, is a terrible strategy. And the best strategy is to go out and find the people that you want into your business and make sure they know about you and your job and entice them to come take a look at what it would be like to work for you. And so, and that's what we do as recruiters. That's what you hire us for. And that is what I'm going to talk to you all about. So the first step in creating your search strategy is to write a compelling job posting. I know I just told you that you can't just post a job and wait. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's the first step is create a compelling job posting. Who is this liar? Well, I'm not lying. I'm telling it because you're going to use this in a different way. So the job posting is going to be posted somewhere that accepts applications. Ideally, you link it to your company's website as a careers page. So why? And so you could put this in a Google Doc if you wanted, or you could put it in like a Survey Monkey or a form, something like that. But you want to have a way on your website to post jobs and create some sort of a careers page. And so why do you want to do this? You want to do this because you're you're going to use this link when you reach out to people in your network. So you want a place for your network to send people who are interested in learning more. So a and also when you reach out to, you know, talent the talented workforce, they're going to say, "Yeah, send me over the job posting so I can check it out." So you want to have something to send to them. You can't just like send them a a paragraph. You got to send them somewhere. You got to look like you know what the fuck you're doing. Ooh, excuse me. I can't believe I I said the F word. I don't know that I've ever done that on the podcast, but I guess shit's in the title. So there you go. Anyways, you want to look like you know what you're doing. You want to look like a real boss. And so, like I said, you could do it as a shared document, but honestly, I would sign up for an account. My favorite platform, honestly, for small businesses is called Workable. It's an applicant tracking system that is very, very cost-effective. It essentially is a system where all of your job applicants live in a way that is super easy for you to review, to send emails, to um, keep interview feedback, keep all of their information in one spot, and it's super inexpensive. If you know anyone who works at Workable, tell them that I I literally refer them to every single one of my clients and they should give me some sort of an affiliate link. Thank you. Um, 
I don't have that right now. And I'm still telling you about it, listeners. So go check out Workable. It really is a pretty good one. It's not my favorite applicant tracking system. No offense, Workable, but it definitely, it checks most of the boxes. In fact, I can't even tell you there's one that I think is the best because they all have benefits and drawbacks. So go check it out. Also, by doing this, you, oh, you get a free, you get a free careers page. So when you create a job in Workable, they give you a link to a careers page that you can just link on your website. Done and done. It's super easy. And then it's also just mess, more SEO information out there. So you, you know, if somebody Googles your company name plus job title, it's going to pop up. It's going to make you look like you're a legitimate company. So super, super easy and, and inexpensive way to do that. Um, so, and, and talented workforce, Google stuff when they find out about your company. So that is why, right? So you're writing a job posting to have a way to send it to people that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. So then when you go to write this job posting, it needs to be sales copy, do not just copy and paste the scorecard you created or this candidate, you know, um, dashboard or whatever it is that you just created. Do not copy and paste that into the body. Most people write their job postings with the wrong reason in mind. Ugh, this just drives me so, ang- this makes me so angry when I go to events and I hear people, I hear quote unquote experts give this advice. I just want to cringe because it's the worst advice you can give. People write out job postings totally with the wrong reason. And that reason is they're writing it to weed out the bad applicants. And they believe that by putting a laundry list of must haves or tricky things that the candidate has to do in their application, like must put blah, blah, blah in the subject line or something stupid like that will mean that only A players are the ones sending applications. And I'm here to tell you that is not the case. So stop listening to that old advice. Your entire mindset about hiring needs to shift. You need to be making your hiring process easier, not harder. Old school recruiting advice says, make your application more difficult to weed out the bad candidates, but modern recruiting knows that A players will only apply to simple and thoughtful application processes. So get rid of that type of a mentality and put on your sales copy hat. This way, uh, the old school way of thinking assumes that you as a business owner have leverage and you don't. In episode one of the series, we went through the fact that you no longer have leverage and you likely will not for some time, if not ever. The leverage is with the talented workforce and it's going to continue to be there. So you have to change the way you think about your job postings. Your job postings are sales copy written to entice the talented workforce to take a look at your company and your opportunity. You have to stand out and be different. Your culture and your values need to shine through in the copy. Get rid of buzzwords like only seeking rock stars or ambitious. No shit. No shit you're looking for somebody who's ambitious or a rock star. Like nobody thinks that they aren't. So like when you put only seeking ambitious and rock star, anyone who applies is like, I'm that even if they're not. It's get rid of those buzzwords. And for the love, do not refer to your business as a family. Tune into next week's episode on why you should not do this and what you should say instead. 
I am so sorry that I'm getting so heated. I just get so angry about this. Um, because it's not helpful to you. You pay these people a lot of money and they give you really bad advice. So listen to me. Anyways, so here is an overview of the four sections you should include in your job postings. You might want to also consider having a copywriter help you with this. I'm not even kidding. I have hired copywriters to, to spruce up job postings and it has been the best thing ever. So here are the four sections. So there's an about, like make it have an about us section. So write a bio of your company and your team, selling them on why it's so cool to work for you, the clients you serve, the opportunity they get, what makes your company stand out or different, where are you headed, why is now the right time for somebody to join you, what do they get to create by working for you, what do they get to experience, Where? what industry do they get firsthand knowledge of, like write an about us section that speaks to that. And then about the role. Start with the, the outcomes that you put in that scorecard that you created and then expand on it to sell the candidate. Describe the role in like three sentences. Why is it needed? Why is it an exciting role? Why is it a great time to join your company? What impact will they have? Who will it report to? Who will it get exposure to? What things do they get to create in their first six months to a year? and write it in a short little three to five sentence blurb about the role. And then put some bullets on what they'll do and pull those, put those um, objectives that you wrote from episode three of the series, put those in there and write them like sales copy. Don't just put, you know, some boring stuff, like shift whatever those objectives are and make it sound fun. I mean, don't lie. Like make sure you're trade you're like writing a complete story of what they're going to experience, but think about it. Why if you saw that, why would you want to do that work? So flip the script a little bit. Write it as sales copy. And then about you. Describe who the right person is that fits in your team. Describe the right experience that they have, not number of years of experience or the ability to use Microsoft Office or the ability to use Google Docs. Like, yes, of course people need that. But right, you know, you you're tech savvy. You love learning new platforms. You pay attention to the newest, you know, AI tools. I'm making stuff up, but you get my drift. Like you are, right? You are statements. You are genuinely curious about how blah, 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 blah can impact blah, 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 right? You are genuinely, you love working with a team that does blah, 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 blah. You love working with people who do yada, yada, yada. Like you want to write it as if like you are statements so that the people and you can, this is where you should, you should um, weave your core values into it because the people who don't align with your core values are going to be like, not me. I don't like this. But the people who are like, that is me to my core. I'm applying for this job. That is where you want to put it, right? So that's how you write a job posting, a compelling job posting. Okay. On to the next thing. Whoa, I just need to take a deep breath because I got a little heated. Sorry if I've offended anybody listening to this, but the truth's the truth and I'm a truth teller. <laughs> All right. So you have the job posting. Now you're going to make that thing go viral. At least, I mean, maybe not viral. You could. Hopefully you do. But you definitely want to at least send it across your network and your network's network. 
So the next step is to share that job posting with everybody in your network, especially to your business besties. Share it on social, like sharing it on social media is not enough. You need to do that, which I'll talk about, but you need to send text messages, emails to your network, linking the job posting and asking them to send it to their networks, asking them who they know that could be a good fit for them. Make specific requests and having a place for applicants to apply, just like I said, when you like fill out a workable or you create some sort of a form, it makes it more effective because hopefully you have a raving community of people who want to support you in your business. If you don't go out and get one, but hopefully you do. And there it's going to get shared a few times. So this person's going to share with this person. This person's going to share with this person. This person's going to share with this person. And the perfect candidate may not know the person who initially sent it. So it's kind of awkward to be like, Hey, you know, I heard about this job posting from a friend who heard about it from a friend who heard about it from a friend. I'd really like to talk to them. Could you make an intro? That's weird. They're not going to do that, but they may send in their resume and be like, Hey, this was referred to me by blah, 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 blah. It looks super interesting. I'd love to chat, right? They may do that. And so make it somewhere that people can apply. Think about the alumni groups you're a part of. What colleges did you go to? What Slack groups are you in? What face group groups are you in? What masterminds or networking groups are you in? And then what are those of your team? What alumni groups do your does your team member have access to? What Slack groups are they in? What Facebook groups are they in? Who do they know? Who do they know? Who do they know? Leverage your email lists that are a part of some of these groups and get your job posting out to as many people as possible. This is free. This does, this takes time, but it's free and it is so much better than paying to just post a random job posting that no one will see, right? So take the time to build your network list and send it, send it out, email it, ask, make requests, do it multiple times. People are busy, right? So then the next thing is to create social media posts for TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. You could do paid fa- Facebook ads if that's appropriate, but make them interesting. Don't just put, we're hiring a rock star, blah, 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 blah. Send your resume and cover letter to this email address. Boring. No, you want to make it interesting. Is there a trending audio that you can make? Is there some sort of a trending TikTok and that you can make? You know, get make it go viral. And TikTok, there's recruiter talk. There's so there's job like you could probably find jobs talk. There's so many places um, that you can get the word out there that you're hiring and make it interesting. Make an interesting Instagram post or TikTok post about why it's so cool to work at your company, and then link that job posting there. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile for your company, get on it. As much as I hate LinkedIn, I'm going to talk about it a lot because it's where I go to find candidates. It's not where I do my marketing, even though I should. It's where I find people for your jobs. So you might as well start getting out there. Um, And you want to make sure that you're posting this multiple times for a few weeks. You can't just post it once and be like, well, nobody applied. Well, sorry, post it multiple times. So create social media posts on tick. There's Twitter. There's, there's all of them, you know, all of them. So once you've done that, now you can pay to post on a job board. There are so many job boards. I can't list them all. There are niche job boards. There are now influencers and thought leaders are out there creating their own little like email blasts of people hiring on this thing called palette. 
like you can pay to sponsor them there. Um, you can, there's, there's uh, so many job boards that I cannot list them all. I tend to think LinkedIn is still a really good one. If so, again, if you don't have a company page, you need to create one on LinkedIn so you can then post a job and pay for it. Um, in fact, I'm going to actually link in the show notes, um, a doc I have created of all the job boards that I know. I try to keep it up to date as much as possible, but there are so many. So if you go to the show show notes, you're going to see a link to a job board's Google sheet where I have some listed and what they, who they're typically for. So that is what, that's kind of the order that you want to do. And then I'm going to actually tell you what us recruiters do when you pay us to fill the jobs, because you can do it. You honestly have access and the ability to do everything we do. When I started in recruiting 15 years ago, people were paying for a black Rolodex because a recruiter's job, which is technically, theoretically, a lot of recruiters still do this. So I do not want to downplay the importance of relationship building, but it's not as critical as it used to be, right? 10 or not even 10, 15 years ago, it was like, who in your net, it was building a candidate network as much as it was a client network. And now it still helps a shit ton if you do that. Don't get me wrong. You should always be hiring and building relationships with people who could potentially, you know, go work for you or go work for a friend, but it's not as critical as it was back then. So you have the ability to do all of this and everything that we do. The difference is we have expertise. I have 15 years of experience. I am literally a master at this. And so is Molly, my, my, my business partner, but you could develop the muscle if you wanted to. So if you're in, if you're going to be a business owner for a long time, it's time that you start to figure out a little bit about this, or you could pay somebody to fill the job like us. Although I would argue that managers who spend time doing this oftentimes get better response rates than recruiters now because candidates feel special when a CEO, a founder, or a manager sends them a note directly saying, hey, I want you to join my team versus a recruiter saying, hey, your background looks like a good fit for my client. There's just this like level of feeling special and acknowledged when a manager or a CEO specifically reaches out to join the team. So I would argue that you actually might get better results if you did it. You just may not have as much time. So here's what you do. First, you're going to create candidate or you're going to create candidate messaging. And you're going to create a three message sequence about what you're going to say when you reach out to people, just like you would send for customers or sales emails. You're going to do the same for candidates. This sequence will be used when you're searching the internet for potential candidates. And you're actually going to spend time going out and searching for candidates, not just waiting for you them to send you their resume. So you're actually going to spend some time, and I'm going to talk about different ways you can do this, but um, you are going to spend time reaching out to people. So you got to get your messaging down. So that first message is going to, and I, I create templates to be honest, um, just in a Google Doc. So message first outreach number one. It indicates that you saw their profile somewhere and you like you would say where it is, right? Like I saw your profile on LinkedIn. I saw your profile on GitHub. I, I came across your information in the Slack group we're a part of. You would put some where it is. You wouldn't just say, I saw your profile somewhere. You would The somewhere would be where it was, right? 
and you wanted to tell them about your company and the role you're hiring for because you think their background is could be a good fit as you're growing your team. So think about it as sales copy. You, I've already, I'm going to just keep hammering this home. Like you've lost your leverage. So you are selling them to your company, which might be a hard pill for you to swallow, but that's what you're doing. So make it short and sweet, make it easy for them to, to research about your company too. So I like to include like, Hey, you want to hear more about what we're up to? Check out this podcast that I'm on where I'm talking a little bit about it or check out this press link where we talk about the product we just released. You know, you, people like to do their homework, so make it easy for them initially just to click on a link and be like, oh, this is a cool company. And then ask them to hop on a call to learn more. Do not tell them to send their resume to some email address. They are not going to. If you can, um, you want to get them on a call. And so you also want to make it as personalized as possible. So It's the easiest to set up an email sequence where you don't actually have to personalize the first message, but if you're spending the time actually sending one-on-one messages in LinkedIn or some other tool, make it as personal and sound like a real human as much as possible and sound like someone that they would want to spend time working with. Makes sense, right? So then the second message is more of a, hey, I know you're busy, so I wanted to send you another note to see if you'd be down to learn more about my business and our open blah, blah, blah role. I really dig your background and think you could be a really great fit for our team. Play up your CEO or manager card in these notes too. Like I said, candidates feel special. So be like, my team, like play that up a ton. And then the third message is more casual, like giving one little, like, thought I would reach out one more time, think you'd be a great fit, but if the timing isn't right, I get it. Let's stay connected and then give them a way to connect with you, right? So you're going to create this copy and then you're going to actually start looking for people. So you're going to look on at different places. So what I like to do is create also the next step, actually, I'm going to stop is create like target company lists. So if you are a startup in the CPG space, you're probably going to want to create a a list of companies that you want to poach from, you know, or industries you want to poach from. And then you can look up their, their databases. You're basically becoming a private investigator (laughs) trying to find the employees that work at some of these companies. And then ideally, once you find a profile of theirs somehow on a list or on LinkedIn or some other site, you are going to try to find their personal email address. And there are a lot of tools out there you can sign up for to get personal email addresses for candidates. There's some that you can get like 50 free or something like that. Um, If you just Google find personal email addresses, recruiting or something, you're going to find a whole bunch of them that you can use. You can also pay for a tool to do that. Um, It can be a little costly, but that's also why you're paying recruiters to do it. But um, And then LinkedIn messages too. It's also a great place to do it or other social media, Slack groups, stuff like that. So that those are like the ways that you're going to send messages. Um, but you're going to send the message and then you're going to get them on a first call. Oh, actually, I'm going to keep first. Let me talk about some other things. So another, so you're going to create company lists. You're going to search for their databases. Try to see if you can find a way to message them from what you find. Another thing you can do is sign up for a LinkedIn Recruiter Lite account, and that is so that you can search LinkedIn for certain profile criteria. Um, it's 
a lot of the free email finders that I had just talked about are often attached to LinkedIn profiles. So they'll scrub a LinkedIn profile to find an email address. So if you're hiring a lot, you can actually like pay to get them. But um, what's cool about LinkedIn Recruiter is it allows you to create a search by job title, location, industry, years of experience, and you can send in-mails. I can't remember. I think you only get 20 in-mails um, a month on it, but you are able to send in-mails. Um, and then there's also this other cool tool called recruitin.net, and it will actually run what's called a Boolean search, um, and then it will show you results of profiles in a Google search, and it can do it with like LinkedIn, some other things as well, so that you don't have to send in LinkedIn message, or you, you can find them a little bit easier, I guess. So I'll we'll drop that in the show notes as well. Um, and then other places you can look for profiles are um, Carbon Made. That is where you can find profiles by people in the creative arts, like designers, copywriters, photographers, all of that. GitHub is a great platform for software developers. Um, It's basically, you can look through candidates' code and projects, like you can hire IT professionals, software developers, anything related to engineering is on GitHub. Um, And then Behance also has a huge network of portfolios and projects. Um, and those might even have a little bit more like AutoCADs and things like that. So those are some other good places. There's a bunch of them. I can't list them all here, but, um, those are some examples of places to start. AngelList is good for startups. Um, and then that recruitin.net will help you find some others as well. So once you've found the profile, then you want to use those messages and that message copy that you created to send them messages. So when you're sending messages, you're going to want to track your reach outs because you, well, you might have an automated email campaign tool you could use, like, I don't know, maybe in, you know, contact, whatever that is, um, or some other marketing emails. Maybe there's a way for you to set up a recruiting email sequence. That would be really cool. Um, But I will say you would want to have it sent from your direct inbox. If you're a manager, you're going to get better results than a hello at inbox. So try doing that if you can. Um, and then that would be great because you can like set it or forget it, right? If they respond, no, or I guess if they respond at all, they get removed from the sequence and then you can decide if it's no, like you're like, thanks for the kind response. Have a great day. If they respond, yes, then you're going to get them on a call, which I'll talk about in a second. But if you don't have an email tool that would allow you to automate it, you're going to just create a Google sheet and you are going to put their name and you are going to put the date you sent the first email. You're going to go back and you're going to send the second email a couple of days later and then the third email a few days after that. And most candidates respond after the second or third email. So you got to send more than one. You just do. Um, So... When they respond as a yes, you're going to do a phone call. You're not asking them to apply apply somewhere. You're hopping on a call because the purpose of all of this is that you are going out and seeking top talent. So you need to hop on a call and sell them. Us in the biz, this is a sell call. You're selling them during that time. So hop on a call for 20 minutes, sell them on your business, sell them on the opportunity, and get to know their goals. 
if it seems like, and then you can also get to know a little bit about them. You can learn a bit about somebody in 20 minutes as well. And if it seems like a good fit, ask them what they think after learning a bit more and if they're interested in digging in a little deeper. And if they say yes, then you schedule a video call to do a real interview. So that is what you're going to do. That's what we do all day long. Honestly, it's what I do all day long. I'm searching for people. I'm scrubbing lists. I'm getting interested in where these people could be. Where do these, where do the people who my clients are hiring hang out? And I try to go there online now. I'm, I was going to say or in person, but honestly, it's all online. So figure out where the people are hanging out that you need to reach and go there and send them messages and tell them about your company. So those are the tricks and the basics of the trade. You have access to everything you need in order to do this. You just need to start investing more resources. That's time and money into your hiring strategies. Sometimes that's that's just effort. Sometimes that's money, right? Like outsourcing it to a recurring firm like mine or somebody else's. And actually, I don't think it's next week, the week after, you're going to hear an episode where I give advice on how to hire and select your recruiting partner. Because in my experience, there's a lot of crappy ones out there and I want you to find a good one. And it's not just me explaining about me. I'm literally telling you about how to figure out a good recruiting partner. I've been doing this for a long time and I've been on both sides. I think that's where I'm a little bit different. I've been in-house and I've been pitched to and I've, I've got the grossies and I've got the goodies. <laughs> so I'm going to give you all of that in, I think it's like a, in a week and a half or something. So there you have it. If you've listened to the last five episodes, you just got a crash course on hiring Hopefully you've learned a few things and aren't sitting there too overwhelmed. I know there's a lot of info packed into these episodes and I promise you implementing some of these strategies you just learned will be worth it. And my hope is that I broke some stuff down into tactical steps for you instead of just painting a big picture of why hiring is so important. I feel like every time I read a book or I go somewhere, all I hear is it's so important to build a great team. It's and like you know that, but how do you do it? And so my goal with this episode or these episode series and just my podcast in general is to give you the information of how to do what everyone tells you is so important. So hopefully you've gotten some of that. And if you want more tactical advice or help or have specific questions about any of the things I covered in this week's episode series, join our free class next week. You can get all of the deets, including the replays of the masterclasses if you're listening to this after March 6th, or maybe you just can't attend. Visit joinhiringschool.com and you will get all the deets on where you can get the replays. So thanks for tuning in to all of this information. I've literally just broken everything down that I've learned in the last 15 years for you in, I don't know what, 20 minutes each, an hour? So you're welcome. Just kidding. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and I'm excited to chat with you guys next week. Did you know our parent company, People Principles, has some free resources for you to improve your hiring process today? Go download our interview guide, complete with the process mapped out, questions to ask, and description of what you're looking for the next time you interview. Download our free interview guide using the link in the show notes.